Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm not gonna edit it out. My buddy Ian is I told him to write me like a really sick metal riff that he can use for the intro, but I haven't got it from him yet. So hey guys, uh podcast. I'm here with Mark Gowan still. Um we're gonna talk about going pro. Um yeah. I got an email or a message a few weeks ago, eh, a few months ago now, from a guy and he was like, Hey dude, I wanna go pro. I was like, cool, what did you make last year? And he said, oh, like money? <laughs> I was like, yeah. He goes, uh, like $600? I was like, you are not ready to go pro yet. So, um, yeah. Mark, on the other hand, went pro um, three months into starting mm, photography. Like six, six months. Six months into. So I thought he was a great like uh, we were just talking about this a second ago. I, I when I went full time, I lost my job, and I already was had like eighty thousand dollars on the books in weddings. So when I lost my job, I went home and told my wife, and then I was like, "Hey, babe, like, lost my job today. I just looked at the spreadsheet. I still got eighty thousand dollars coming in this year. I think I'm gonna go fishing for a few days. Do you care?" And <laughs> she was like, "Nope." And so I just uh, processed by going fly fishing. <laughs> um, and then I haven't looked back and actually life, um, income's gone up and I've had a lot of, a lot of fun and joy in that process and my wife stays home. So, um, my story is not one of like risk. I was doing all this work on the side. Yeah. Um, but why don't you tell me how, how it happened for you, yeah. Mark? I think it, I think to tell that story, I kind of give you, I need to give you a little bit of background into my adult career do it i guess so um out of high school i joined the united states marine corps got out of the marine corps um and took like an insurance job or something like that never really found the dream as they call it the dream, the dream you were right, living yeah. the dream I, I was living the dream daily <laughs> <laughs> um but never really found something that i was extremely passionate about um and i got into sales i worked for a company um, there was a national sign company and I had gone to like back in, this is early two thousands. Okay? okay. Back then the internet boom was just taking off. Yep. Multi-level marketing was <laughs> at its prime. Um, so I had gone and listened to several pitches and that turned it out being multi-level marketing ploys. And when I sat down with this company, it was a national sign company based out of California. And I had went to this little group interview and, Urbandale. There's like 10 other people in this interview. I was like, oh gosh, here we go again. It's another <laughs> one of these. Uh, but actually what they were doing was not multi-level marketing. It was just a very unique sales um, uh, technique that they had. So I ended up working for them for 12 years. Cool. Uh, really honed in my sales skill. But it was all commission. 100% commission. <laughs> so um, that's why I said I, I, I didn't really look at it as risk because I've been 100% commission my years. entire life. Yeah, and you know built I mean? your business from nothing to yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it wasn't risk. Um, I was a director of sales for a local solar company here um, and absolutely hated it. Okay. Um, I didn't hate it until I actually discovered photography, let's say that. Okay, okay. Um, because I really love shooting photos. and. Okay showing people you know what i've taken of them and creating so once i was not able to do that as much as i wanted to and i had to go to this job every single day like i hated it so mm -hmm. i started shooting uh seriously in august of 
August, September of 2017. And by February, I was done. I was ready to just... Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I talked to my girlfriend, and she's been so supportive through it. And uh, I told her, I was like, I can't. I just can't do it anymore. So, yeah, I went full-time and immediately embarked on a three-week three road trip with Colin Powers. And we went to New Mexico. And <laughs> That's Arizona where we met. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Actually, it is. Yeah. Um, so, initially, you pieced it together just by kind of taking any work you have. Because mm-hmm. you've been a little bit choosy. Like, I mean, like, I'll shoot anything that moves. Yeah. But I feel like you were like, no, I don't want to do that. You were pretty intentional about how you built your brand. Yeah. I mean, I've shot all kinds of different stuff. I've shot food photography. That's a lot of fun. Um, I'm not a a fan of shooting families. It's just not something that I do well, so I don't shoot those. Yeah. Um, I've done seniors. I've done weddings. I've done commercial work. I've done events. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's important that you know how you should go out and shoot those, yeah. uh, so that you know what you don't like, and yeah. that you will find what you do like. You know? Do you? I mean, I feel like when we hung out, there have been times where you know, like anybody that I know, you're like, money's great right now, and then there are times where like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, maybe you know, maybe we should go to my house and we cook tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's just that's the way it yeah. works. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I mean, I, I make enough money year over year, but there are months that are significantly slower than others yeah. where I've not always been wise about it. So some of that going full time, it's like, man, I, I mean, my expenses now with almost three kids, it's like, there has to be a, a lot of money coming in just for us to like live. Right. Um, but for me, weddings are 50% of my income. And those are pretty consistent. I do about 35 or 36 a year. I've done that for seven, eight years now mm-hmm. at that number. Um, so for me, having those bigger ticket items make it a little bit easier. And we probably could easily adjust our lifestyle or painfully adjust our lifestyle yeah. to make less. But I think, yeah. So, I mean, if, you, if, if somebody's thinking about going pro, they, they really need to sit down and look at their risk reward. Yeah. Um, if they have a family that's relying on them or, or they are a major compute or contributor into that family, um, they should wait you know, yeah. until they can basically replace their income. But, I mean, for somebody that, you know, me, I mean, I don't yeah. have any kids at home and, you know, my girlfriend is not reliant on my income at all. So, I mean, why wouldn't I? Yeah. Know? Yeah. So one of the things that I, I talked about this a little bit in my um, – one of the topic podcasts I did, but um, it it's crazy to me that if you were going to open up any other business, yeah, like if I wanted to open up a t-shirt shop, my I'd have to have a five-year lease at at least a thousand or two thousand dollars a month, mm-hmm. and then I would have to have a thirty to a hundred thousand dollar build out, and then I would need. $200,000 in inventory. So it's like you're at like half a million dollars to start yeah. any other business. But photography, in theory, a lot of your... My guess is that my entire value of all the things that I own is under $50,000. If, yeah. if I went out tomorrow and bought all brand new cameras, computers, yeah. lenses, lights, modifiers, new website, all that stuff. I mean, I'm talking under $50,000. Yeah. So... The education component and the experience 
is a lot of time and energy, but it, but really it's really inexpensive in the grand scheme of to things, start right? yeah. to start a business. Yeah. Um, but having all those tools doesn't give you the main thing you need, which is clients, yeah, right. <laughs> people that pay it. Yeah. If you start a restaurant, the theory is that you won't make any money for three years. Yep. And most go out of business within the first five. Correct. Yeah. Yep. So part of it, if you're going to go pro, you, I think you got to think like, are you willing to not make any money for three years? Right. If it was any other business, you would not even break even for three years. Are you willing to do that? Um, photography is a little bit different. One, because since there's a lot, I mean, you can... It's not a ton of overhead. I literally could go to Best Buy, buy a D750 and an 85 mm -hmm. and probably make $75,000 this year just shooting on just that bad. one thing off of under $2,000 worth of gear. Yeah. So it's like you can you can do... Well, I guess you need a computer. Another thousand bucks. You could do it for less. But in theory, you can make a lot of money off of a little bit of an investment. Mm -hmm. um, but the hardest thing is kind of how you develop your clients right which you're in a crazy spot and i'd like for you to speak to this because you were in des moines and you literally just up and moved and so yeah you have a whole new market you yeah. have, with no name recognition initially right. none of that so well, and again i don't if i'm being honest would i do this in five years after building a business no i don't think so i don't know yeah. um you know, last year, I think I did five, six weddings on my own. Yep. And then I shot 10 with you. And I yep. think I did three or four with a couple other people. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have, you know, I didn't have that anyway. Yeah, so that's true. For that's the true. wedding business. You didn't walk away from some right. Right. I didn't super have established. Yeah. No, not at all. So um, obviously, you know, second shooting, I'm not pitching your clients or anything yeah, like yeah, that yeah, for no. referrals. And so, I mean, I just never really developed those for... 19 anyway so it wasn't a big deal for me i actually do well way better out there again yeah now because my style fits that crowd a little bit better than it does here so um as far as the wedding goes you know that wasn't a big deal commercial work again um you know iowa you can shoot commercial work here i don't know i don't want to be uh, pessimistic about iowa or the midwest because a lot of great photographers shoot amazing stuff here it just i could never figure it out you know well and if your passion is outdoorsy stuff mm -hmm. that doesn't it's just so much harder to do here yeah the, the, the places aren't and i'm not you're trying to say that they're with, not giving giving them to you yeah but well you're competing with people that are shooting in the swiss alps and in Faroe <laughs> yeah. islands and iceland yeah. you know what i mean and then we're iowa you know what i mean yeah. I mean, some corn correct you know and a couple hills but so i mean it's just you're not going to consistently be able to for what I wanted to shoot, I can't do it here. I just can't. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I did a, a teeny bit of work with Filson, and they have a store up in Minneapolis. But outside of that, you know, it's like, do they want to have a guy catch eight-inch trout in a teeny little stream, yeah, or a dude catch somebody in Montana twenty-five pounds salmon? <laughs> yeah. You know, Montana, it's like yeah. in their backyard. You know, so that I, I get that part of it. Um, one of the ways that, one of the things that transferred is that you spent a lot of time developing your social media, mm -hmm. so that your social media is really portable, and that works. Um, you're booking commercial jobs based off of your social media following, um, and that isn't dependent on you being in Des Moines. And if right. anything, probably your social media in Des Moines 
has picked up since you're in a place that's not Des Moines. Right. People from Des Moines, we love not Des Moines places. Yeah. We like Des Moines, but we also like to... Yeah, Des Moines is very unique. Well, I would say Iowa is very unique. Des Moines is amazing. Yeah. That's a great city in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you know? that's true. So, um, yeah, I, I've definitely played the Instagram game to build the following. Um, I think I'm like at 11, a little over 11,000 followers right now. And um, I've definitely seen that slow down a yeah. little bit um, over the last couple of months. But I think that's just more Instagram algorithm and all that crap. But um, being able to bit, get that following over 10,000 definitely opened up a lot more jobs for me. Um, yeah. So, you know, I am utilizing that. Um, we talked earlier, though, but, you know, it is nice now that I'm actually the content that I'm creating people are responding to and want me to just shoot that for them where I don't, I'm not necessarily reliant on being the influencer. Correct. Um, which is, pretty, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that. So I'd like to see more jobs along that lines. Okay. So I have this, um, I've been thinking about this idea that there seems to be like a few different levels of photographers. And mm -hmm. one of them is, I, I would say like the mom photographer, which is a person that has like find some passion in it, but has no risk. Yeah. So it doesn't really have to succeed or not succeed. Yeah. Kind of the second person is the person that's a side hustle that it's like, it's kind of on its way to replace mm -hmm. their income, but they're not there yet. So they're building it deliberately. They maybe invested a bunch more. And then the third person is this full-time person that you're completely relying on it. Mm -hmm. And you and I have talked back and forth. I um, I probably have some atypical beliefs because I think that all these three positions are necessary. Yeah. And mainly I'm, I'm kind of a contrarian. So when everybody else says people are charging too little, I'm kind of like, are they though? You know, so we were just talking about this beforehand. I want to get into it. Where, what do you think is a threat to our industry? Like, are you, I think you're right. I, I, I understand the position of like, some people aren't charging enough. Mm -hmm. I also think that the, I'll see the other side where it's like, man, there are people that are terrible that are charging way too much. Yeah, and still get work. Correct. And they, <laughs> they should not be doing this either. Yeah. So how, how do you break some of that out? Especially okay. as somebody now who we're competing for those, that money. Mm -hmm. And we have set ourselves up in a place where we need it. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk commercial work or weddings? Let's do both. Let's do both. Okay. So we'll talk commercial work because I just have a little bit more experience in that end of it. Um, I think the biggest threat that we have right now, and I, I don't know, I, I, again, if you're getting jobs based on the content that you're creating, then there is no threat. Yep. Yeah. Um, if, if brands are looking at you because they love what you're producing, then it doesn't matter what other people are doing. Correct. However, if they're hiring you because of your social media following and they want you to post and they want to trade for content <laughs> or for product and yep, yep. people are taking these jobs and making nothing, yeah. it definitely is a struggle. Yep. Um, I had a brand reach out to me like three or four days ago that you know they wanted two or three photos and you know they just content creation, so I didn't have to actually post on my, on my social media or anything. And for three photos, they wanted to pay me $200. I bid 500. I got to pay a model too, you know? So yeah. uh, I didn't get the job because, you know, they're like, well, we, we, we usually spend like two or 300. Said, okay. <laughs> You're telling me that you want to increase your, the level of your content, the, yeah. you know, the quality of it, but they're not willing to pay. And it's just because I feel um, that a lot of these Instagrammer photographers, these Instagram influencers, people that do chase all those trends, um, you know, they've driven that price down, the market value down mm -hmm. because they don't know any better. 
You yeah. know what I mean? They And because they're excited to get product. Yeah. yeah. Or 200 just, bucks is better than $0. Yeah. And I get that. And I'm not saying that I haven't traded for product. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? No, if there's I something too. that I want, heck yeah, let's yeah. let's make a deal. You know, but it's usually big ticket items. You know, I'm work I'm, I'm in the process of working with uh recreation company and hopefully that that will play. I can't really speak to it yet, but um you know, but it's $2,000 worth of gear that yeah. You know, I'd probably purchase anyway, so it just There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that if it's done. Yeah you know, in the right way. So I don't know. I mean, that's the biggest thing that I, I see issue is just, it's a, it's a bummer to be undercut for price. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Um, one of my arguments with people, cause this is, this is like a really cliche argument is that like, you're worth so much more. You need to be charging so much more. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> um, but I would counter that like, for me as a professional who's been doing it for a while, if my product isn't like a clear winner, then I haven't marketed myself very well. Yeah. Um, so I, I would just say that like if, if people are coming to you, not you, photographers listening, if people are coming to you all the time and saying, yeah, I'm just not sure that that fits in the budget, often that's because you haven't Provided shown great stuff. Show like you may not be that good yet, or you may not. You maybe haven't told your story good enough, or something like that. Yeah. Where, the, on the other hand, if you're, people find money to pay for what they want. Yeah, absolutely. It's not like a, on a wedding or a job. Like, if, if I'm going to a commercial client, they pay what they can get it for, but a lot of times they'll pay what its actual value is. Yeah, they understand so, the market. If you're, if you're starting your own side business, headshots aren't worth two thousand dollars. No, <laughs> but you're if you're shooting for a <laughs> massive ad firm, and the CEO, like his picture, might be worth eight thousand dollars to the firm for them to use it all over the place. So yeah. some of these things, I I think that, um, I, I think that people need to do their research. I think. A lot of people will pick up a camera, but they have no idea about the business end of things. You know, being in sales for so many years in the sign business, I was dealing with small business owners on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, you know, let's take a mechanic. You know, he was working at another garage and he was a really good mechanic. And he's like, you know what? I'm busting my butt for this guy. And he's sitting in the office watching football, all day, you know, whatever, basketball, whatever. I can do this. So he goes and opens his own shop, and yeah, he knows how to fix a car, but he has no idea how to do the books, do the marketing, do the, you know, all, he has no idea about that end of it. Um, And I think that's probably the hardest thing to learn is marketing and the business end of things and pricing, you know? I mean, you and I just spoke yesterday, I'm starting to do, actually offer prints and stuff to my seniors and weddings and things like that, so I just had no idea where where to begin with that, you know what I mean? So I think it's super important to understand industry um, standards when it comes to photography. Um, you know, so if there are photographers out there that are, are wanting to sell commercial work, if I could give any advice, number one, go shoot what you want to shoot. You need to find a niche. Um, too many times I see photographers that will spread out if they're going to use social mind you. Okay. Um, they, they try to do too much and they don't show that they're excellent or they're, they're an expert at one thing. 
Um, so definitely find a niche. For me, I enjoy being outdoors. So I enjoy hiking. I enjoy camping and things yeah. like that. I love being out on hikes and stuff. So that's what I want to shoot. So those are the brands that I'm starting to pitch. But you need to understand when you're pricing these companies out. Um, again, I took a workshop from Alex Stroll and he talks about it. You never do free work for the people that you want to do work for. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes so sense. So if you want to shoot for North Face... You don't offer them free work. You don't do trade. Yeah. Go shoot for Arcteryx and take all the free gear you want. Show that you can shoot it and then pitch for Ar- for North Face. <laughs> uh, good luck. But yeah, good. <laughs> um, oh, it's that easy. Yeah. That's all I got to do. <laughs> so, but knowing how to price, I think, is is extremely important. So people would just again, it's hard to sell your own work yeah. um, and find value in what you do. It is for me anyway. So knowing how usage is going to be done. Is it just for social? Yeah. That's a lot less valuable than if it's for print, if it's out of market, if it's um, for ads where they're going to actually be making money off of it, if it's going on their website. So taking all of those things into consideration when you're pricing work is... Correct. So when, when a local business comes to you and says, will you shoot this for me? And you say, how are you going to be using it? And they say, well, we're going to post four things on Instagram. And you look at their Instagram account and they have 15 likes per image mm-hmm. and you pitch them a number of $4,000 like because, yeah, because it's not worth that to no. them. Um, on the other hand, I always think about it like how long would it take an illustrator to draw the Nike logo? Maybe a minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So should the guy who did the Nike logo get paid for his one minute of work or the scope yeah. that it's used on every single All thing forever? You know, I actually, so I was working with, as an, as I've become, I hate this word, influencer, whatever, but when I work with these different agencies um, that are the basically the middleman from brands to influ- influencers or content yeah, yeah. creators, you know, they don't, these, these new small little agencies have no idea about work and what it's pricing. So they're ruining the industry as well. Yeah. So they were asking me, you know, where do you think you're going to be in pricing? And I was like, well, it depends on the brand and it depends on the usage. Yeah. And she's like, well... We need to kind of know a price because we don't want people just pitching, you know, go whale sharking and charging people because <laughs> of the brand. I was like, well, no, that's how it works. Because if I'm yep. shooting for Apple and my image is going to be used and seen on front every of billboard, millions of yeah. people, that's, then that's a lot more valuable than if I'm shooting for yep. Annie's down the street. So when I price that kind of job, here's here's what I've done. And I think that this makes a lot of sense is that I have a day rate. So my day rate right now is 2000 bucks mm-hmm. for commercial work. So I have a day rate. Um, if I'm going to have an assistant, that's 500 bucks for the day. If I have hair and makeup, hair is probably 500 bucks for the day and makeup is probably another 500 bucks for the day. Um, I'm going to try charge travel at, um, 50 to hundred bucks an hour. Um, something like that. So I'm going through all these things. And so when, and then on top of all of that, then my multiplier is for rights. Mm-hmm. So if I have rights where somebody says, I want to have complete usage for everything forever, yeah, then my, a lot more valuable. that is, can I figure that out per the job? If somebody says, I'm going to use it for this one thing, one time, we get that in writing and say, you have a one-time social use. Yep. So I did a job, or I, I had an image that Goop uh, bought from me. And they said, can we buy this one image, one-time use on our website? And I said, yes. Well, they put it up and then they took it down immediately. But I saw it, like I have a screenshot of them putting it up. 
And then they went back to me and said they didn't want to pay me. And I was like, well, no, you said you wanted to use it once on your website and you used it once on your website. I have proof that you did. So you're going to pay me. And they're like, well, we didn't even really use it. We ended up going with another image. I said, no, you, you used it. You didn't say how long it would be up for. And so I, they paid me because they needed to. They used yeah. it once. Where if somebody says, you know, if you're my, I don't want my day rate to change based on the client and how much money they have. I'm the same amount. Yeah. But how valuable the images are to them and how they use it, that's where yeah. I can all of a sudden be $10,000 for the day as opposed to $1,000 for the day. Right. But then if somebody comes to me and says, oh, that's too expensive, I can start to say, well, what do you want to cut? Do you want me to not have an assistant? Do you want me to not be there? Because right. I could take travel out, but then I wouldn't be there. Yeah. If you want to come to me, that number can come down. You know, So you have to have some way of pricing yourself that justifies every element so that when you speak to people, you can be confident. Yeah. And it's funny, like if you charge too little, you may not get jobs. Well, we because... talk, I, I say this all the time to you, but like if we walk into a restaurant and their steak is $7, what assumption do we make about the steak? Right. That it's terrible. You, yeah. you would never... No one's gonna lose money. So yeah, you definitely can't be like an absurdly low price. Yeah, because they won't, they'll just assume you don't know what you're doing. And I, I do think it's worth having some sort of an idea what your client's budget is. Absolutely, it's the first question that I ask. Because, <laughs> and I don't wanna make, I don't wanna automatically try to f- max out their budget. No. But oftentimes you understand what kind of work they're looking for. Yeah. Because I can do a run and gun for less yeah. money. Oh, absolutely. And that's what... Or I can honest, do a whole production. You can do these major productions and those major campaigns. And yeah, that's a lot of dreams for people. I think I'd like to do a couple of those. Um, yeah. That's not necessarily my style, though. You know, Correct. I definitely enjoy using the natural light that's available to me. And it's not because I don't know how to use lighting. I mean, I've definitely learned that. But it's just a lot easier. You yeah. know, especially where I want to be. If but I'm to have, this... a, have a conversation with the model. Because as the moment you bring a huge set in there... If you're shooting somebody, they all of a sudden have to be an actor, not just right. a model. They have to under, yeah, know how to perform. So all of a sudden there's, yeah, 25 people around them and they're, yeah. you know, there's a guy with a wind blower or something like that, you know. Yeah. So that kind of stuff, that that's a little bit, yeah, that's a whole crazier way, way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go back to this because we're calling this going pro. Yeah. I, I think that having these systems in place before you go full-time is important. Mm-hmm. I think that probably having an accountant and having your taxes and your, obviously having your LLC set up, having insurance, like yeah. all that stuff is like relatively basic. Um, it's very important though. The first year that I went on my own, I did, I grossed something like 120 or 150. And I had not set aside anything for taxes. Yeah. So I went to an accountant and I owed $30,000 in taxes. And I'm guessing your first year you had already purchased all your gears. So yeah, correct. So there was, and I knew that I wanted to buy a house in two years. I knew we were going to move. So I didn't try to get really aggressive and write everything off because I wanted to show that I made at least $75,000 mm-hmm. so I could get by the house. Yeah. So for the first I met with my accountant and I was, oh man, I was like mortified. I mean, 30,000 bucks was my, three years ago, that was my job. Yeah, (laughs) right. You know, so it was really, I started paying taxes every month, just putting it in because I couldn't do every three months. I can't have like a $5,000 tax bill every three months. I don't think that way, but I can do a $1,500 tax bill every month. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So I've started paying like that in all the time. You know, there, there's so many things that are out with technology that you can automate a lot of this stuff. Yes. And I have found several. There's a new app that I think it's crucial for any entrepreneur that's you know are we gonna get sponsored or not, what uh, yeah not getting sponsored for this but it's <laughs> called catch uh and it, i think it's still in somewhat of a beta program but it will set aside iras for you so you can designate income coming into your checking account to automatically have a percentage go to an ira cool it'll automatically take out your tax taxes i think they just added health care cool so definitely check that out i think it's just catch.co i think cool um yeah, it's in beta, but definitely worth checking out. Um, there's so many different programs out there for yep. accounting software, and it's still important to have a, an understanding of that stuff. And whether you get a bookkeeper or accountant, it just depends on what you can afford. But I would say Mark and I are not really good people to ask the question of like, should I go pro? Because both of us did. <laughs> I was forced into it because I lost my other job, and then was like, oh well, might yeah. as well do this for myself. You made that deliberate jump. Um, on the podcast that I did before, I see value in staying as a momtographer or a dadtographer or whatever. Yeah. I see value in having it as a side hustle and I see value in it as it going pro. I do think that no matter what you do, it's going to be a risk. Like it, it at some point yeah. it will be a risk. That being said, you can minimize that risk dramatically by working really hard yeah. in the meantime. Yeah. Um, and I think, like you said, it really depends on how many people your life affects. Yeah. <laughs> because you literally are able to pick up and move to another town and not feel a ton of... You know, there's things that you can do. Drive for Uber and part-time. Yeah. You know, pick up a part-time side hustle that is where photography is still your full-time. Yeah. You know, if things are tight, I will tell you firsthand, my first year has been extremely difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had a lot happen. Um, I've been fortunate, you know, where I've definitely gotten some really cool jobs that have paid well. Um, but it's definitely but like a every time that you second shot for me, you've been like, hey, yeah, you got, you got that today. That. You yeah. got that today. That'd yeah. be real nice. You yeah. know? Yeah. Which is fine. That's that's how it goes. But that's how it is with any business. Your first year is yeah. going to be tough. Yeah. Um, you know, I think you just really you need to you you need to evaluate that risk, and if you can, if you can mitigate that risk and yeah. you're comfortable with it, worst case scenario, what you got to go get another job. You know, yep. what I mean? that sucks. Totally. And I think you should fulfill what makes you happy. Yeah, you need to fulfill your life with your passions and stuff. So awesome. I will definitely tell you to jump out the window and yep. if you can if you can do it. Now that's up to you. That's. Um, Mark, how do people follow you on social or would, yeah. how can so they stay in touch? Instagram is at Mark Gowan, M-A-R-K-G-O-W-E-N. Website's markgowan.co. If you're interested in my wedding stuff, um, Instagram, it's adventurewed.co. Um, yeah. That's and awesome. That's, hey, that's I really appreciate it. Thanks for, uh, for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Awesome, dude. Take care, man. You too. Thanks.